Once again, a special welcome to everyone here today. It's great to have you all here in Aguiland at St. Mary's. Our students, uh, you're always here on Sundays. You're all, it's always good to have you here, but family and friends who are in visiting, great to have you all here as well. I don't know if there's any Astro fans out there, but got that win last night. And, you know, last night's game here, we're, we're helping to have a steadfast heart and hope, you know, so uh, the Lord's helping to form us in the midst of it all. So, but there's many good things to rejoice about here in Aguilar, especially here at St. Mary's. That new church is looking beautiful. It's going to be awesome to be in there in the fall semester. So thanks to all your prayers and your support and generosity as we continue to build that church. And not only the church physically, but this year we've seen numbers and faithfulness of our students and conversions that have just been higher than ever before, and that's a beautiful tidal wave that's going to be flowing into the new church. Just a sign of the Holy Spirit, for some reason, has chosen Aguilan to be a light and a beacon for our country and our world, so it's a great gift, and we should always thank him for that. One of the things uh, with Father Mike, when he was here, many of you were at his talks, and if you didn't get to hear him, they are on our Aggie Catholic podcast, uh, the Aggie Catholic Talks podcast, so any out-of-towners, you can listen to that on your way home if you want. But uh, what he was talking to us about is being Jesus being pushy, but also patient. He was reflecting with us on when Jesus got into the boat of St. Peter, when he called him for the first time, and, and he chose Peter's boat specifically, knowing that he was a sinful man, knowing who he was, he was a family man, knowing his gifts, and he chose Peter specifically. And he was patient with Peter, but also pushy as well. And Father Mike helped to reflect with us that Jesus has also stepped into each of our boats, that he has chosen us to follow him, and that he's going to be patient with us as we are on this path of conversion, but also he's going to push us a little bit to take a step, to be able to be transformed, to be more like Christ, so that one day we can eventually be with him forever in heaven. Now here at St. Mary's, we have uh, a lot of times intentionally had formation homilies, is what we call them, as we're helping our students to be apostles for the church in the world, that they go out and be a light wherever the Lord calls them after their four or maybe five or six years here at Aggieland, you know? And so with that, we have talked about marriage last spring, the, the importance of what is the sacrament of marriage. We've talked about tithing. We've talked about our liturgical norms. What is the Mass? What is the Eucharist? Um... And so right now, we're going to actually have a formation homily, maybe the most important one, and that's on prayer, the foundation of our life as Catholics, as Christians, and the importance of Jesus has chosen us. He's gotten in our boat, and now what? You know, maybe you've heard priests say, go pray. You need to be praying every day, and maybe you get to prayer, and you're like, well, how do I pray? You know, how do I not pray as a seven-year-old? Maybe how my parents taught me to say my prayers before going to bed, but how do I pray as a college student, as an adult? You know, where is the Lord being pushy to draw me closer to him through times of prayer? And one beautiful way of praying and knowing our Lord and following him as his disciple is praying through scripture. You know, the word of God is the living word of God, that the Lord who has revealed himself to us through scripture, through sending his son Jesus Christ, desires for these teachings that we hear in our readings through the gospel to not only convert his disciples at a time he walked this earth, but also to pierce our hearts today. And so our hope is to help our students to continually learn the importance of scripture and having it as a part of our daily life each and every day so that we can grow more and more in love with the Lord and have a firm foundation as we are sent out from this place. So one way to pray with scripture is called Lexio Divina. Lexio Divina in Latin means divine readings. 
There's five steps for this. I'm going to teach you what to do for divine, the divine readings, Alexio Divina, this method, and then we're going to do it actually together. So if you brought your Bibles, it's great. If you didn't bring your Bibles, we have the pew missiles you can follow along as well. So the first step in this Lexio Divina, this method of praying with Scripture, is to just read the Scripture, you know? So you could choose the daily readings that the church gives us. There's a lot of great apps for that. Or if you want, you could start with the Gospels. Those are the easiest, the stories of when Jesus walked this earth and his miraculous healings and him revealing who he was. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, great places to start. Now, when you're choosing a passage to read, you wouldn't want to read a whole chapter. You know, that could be two pages long. Instead, you want to just choose a little chunk of scripture that's going to really be able to help soak into your heart, into your mind. So once you've chosen the passage, you want to just read it slowly. Maybe you read it twice, maybe even three times. Then after you read, you want to meditate on the scripture. Meditating meaning just think about it. You know, what's going on in the scripture? Who are the characters? Where is it taking place? What did it maybe look like? What is Jesus saying? What is the people's responses? So first we read, then we meditate, and then afterwards we pray about it. So our God is a living God. He wants to have relationship with us, which means a conversation that we're able to, okay, we've read the scripture, we're thinking about it now, whatever we thought about, we want to talk to Jesus about. We want to relate from our heart to be able to let him know what's going on. Jesus, how does this relate to my life? What are you trying to say here? Jesus, this teaching is really hard for me. I'm not living it right now, or I desire to live it. So whatever that may be, having conversation with the Lord through prayer. So reading it, meditating on it, praying with it, and then contemplating. So contemplation is allowing ourselves just to be with Jesus. So after we've talked to him about it, we're just there to listen, to, to be, to allow it to really soak into our souls. Just as Mary and Martha, the story of Mary and Martha, we know Martha was very busy and Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, that we too in this time of contemplation can just sit at the feet of Jesus and to gaze upon him, to be with him in the midst of silence. And then our final one is action. So maybe there's something in the scripture that really pierced our hearts. Maybe we received a grace of peace or joy or consolation. Maybe we're convicted that we need to forgive someone in our life. Maybe we need, are convicted that we need to change something in our life. Maybe just we have a sense of hope, an increase of faith. Sometimes we don't get anything at all, you know, and that's okay. That doesn't mean the prayer was wrong. The, the me only measurement of prayer is honesty. You know, the Lord just desires for us to be with him. And sometimes he doesn't give us things to make sure that we're coming to him for him alone and not for the fuzzy feelings that he gives us. So it's so good for us to go to prayer, to persevere with steadfast heart, even if we don't necessarily receive anything. So what's going to happen now is if you did bring your journal or your Bible and even your journal, some of you have the Every Sacred Sunday, we're going to actually pray with our gospel today. If you didn't bring a Bible, it's okay. You can still look on with a friend, a family member, or take out the pew missile in front of you. You can turn to that as well. And that we can pray together from Luke chapter 19, 1 through 10. So if you have your Bible with you, Luke chapter 19, 1 through 10. I'll give you all some time to look at that as we open up the living word, and as we begin to pray Lexio Divina together. So my encouragement to you as you begin your time of prayer, you know, we're in a fast-paced world, so it's good to just calm our hearts and our minds at the beginning of our prayer, sometimes saying a Hail Mary, saying an Our Father, Glory Be, whatever it may be, can help us. Sometimes we can just center ourselves, make sure we don't have distractions. Maybe we write down our to-do list for the day to have that safe so that we're not thinking about it during prayer. 
So as we begin, we're going to just begin with the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So at this time, let's ask the Holy Spirit to open our hearts and our minds as we read the Word of God. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, just be with us here as we pray. Lord, we know that you've chosen each one of us to be here, to be in your presence, to worship you this Sunday. We just ask, Lord, as we dive into your living word, that you speak to our hearts, that you allow us to be convicted of the love that you have for us and this relationship you desire to have with us as the foundation of our faith. Just be with us at this time. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. So first off, we read. So I'll read this out loud. You can follow along and read silently to yourself. So once again, this is from Luke's Gospel, chapter 19, 1 through 10. At that time, Jesus came to Jericho and intended to pass through the town. Now a man there named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was. But he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When they all saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor, And if I have exhorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. All right, so now my friends, we're going to just sit with this and meditate for a minute to think about what we heard in the Scripture. Are there any parts that stuck out to you specifically? Are there any questions that you may have of what happened? You know, who are the people in the scripture? So we meditate. I'm going to help you just to think of maybe what those questions might be. So we notice at the beginning, Jesus has purposely went into this town. Maybe he purposely went through this town, as it says, to encounter Zacchaeus. Jesus knew he was there. We also know that Zacchaeus is a big sinner because he's a tax collector, who at the time was the worst of sinners. So that helps us put the story in context too, that he's a tax collector, he's a wealthy man. We also see that Zacchaeus is seeking Jesus. His heart is longing for him. He's open to encountering Jesus. And then we also see that Jesus has this urgency in his request to go to Zacchaeus' home, that today he must stay at his house. What was Zacchaeus' response to Jesus? How does he react to him? What must it have been like for Zacchaeus to encounter our Savior, our Lord? What was it like for him when people were around him disapproving of him and grumbling at him? Was it hard for him to take that step? Was his pride being tested? 
What is this process of conversion we see of Zacchaeus' heart in this gospel? What was it like for Jesus to peer into his heart, into his soul, and to love Zacchaeus, to show him mercy, to show him love? At the end of our gospel, what was it like for Zacchaeus to hear, you have been saved, that you were lost and now you have been found? Just have a few more moments of silence just to notice anything as you look over the scripture that might stick out to you as you meditate, as you think on this gospel today. All right, so as we've noticed the details, we now move into a time of prayer. So now in the silence of our hearts, and it can be distracting, we have a lot of people around us, but the Lord still wants to encounter us in this time of prayer, and that he is truly present. You know, what is, what is my heart seeking? Just like Zacchaeus, what am I longing for in this life? Do I truly know that Jesus is seeking me at this moment, each and every day of my life, and that he also desires to dwell in my home even in the midst of my sin. Now, Jesus, where do I need conversion in my own heart? Where do I need healing or forgiveness or peace? Jesus, why did you choose me? Why have you entered into my boat? Why have you entered into my home? A couple of moments of silence to tell all of this to Jesus. The only measurement of prayer is honesty. This prayer and contemplation stage, we can kind of mix them together at this time. So continue to have that conversation with Jesus, but also just moving into the depths of our hearts just to be with Jesus, to rest with Jesus, to sit with Jesus as we've ending our conversation with him.
now as we end our time of prayer, we, we move into action. You know, is there anything that God desires for you to take away from the scripture? If you have a journal, you could write it in there. You know, was there a certain truth you were convicted of? Was there a rush of gratitude or peace? You know, did somebody on your heart or mind come to your heart or mind during this scripture to pray for them? You know, was there a movement of your heart? Once again, sometimes we didn't feel anything at all, and that's okay. You know, time with Jesus is never wasted. The primary purpose is to be with him. Lord God, we just thank you for this time of prayer with you. We thank you for the ways you continually guide us and lead us. We thank you for the choosing us to be your disciples. Just keep our hearts open to you, not only on Sundays, but always. And convict us and lead us and form us and mold us as we pray with you as scripture now and always. Mother Mary, we just ask that you pray for us, pray for our families, our friends, those who do not know Christ. And lead us always to your son. We pray all of this through Jesus' most holy name. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So just as we wrap up, uh, some concluding thoughts for Lexio Divina and some final tips is I encourage you to pray every single day. You know, spend time with Jesus every single day. That's what it means to be a disciple and a follower of Jesus. And I encourage you, especially our students, just like you set your class schedules and your exams, set a time in your calendar every day to pray. And, and in the same location, if you can come to the church, it's awesome. It's open throughout the day and in the night and it's awesome because Jesus is present in the tabernacle. He's present in adoration in the chapel from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. But if you can't make it to the church, set a little space in your home, a prayer space that you can commune with our Lord each and every day. If you don't have a Bible, you know, order one off Amazon. Make sure it's a Catholic Bible. A Catholic Bible has all the books. If it's a Protestant Bible, it'll be missing seven of the books. The New American Bible is the translation that you would match the readings for the Mass. So there's different translations. So in some translations, you might hear the word submissive used. In other translations, you might hear subordinate used. You know, instead of seeking the Lord, you might hear searching for the Lord. So there's different translations, but if you want the one that matches what you'll hear on Sundays, make sure it's the New American Bible translation. And then finally, my last pro tip to all of us today is to make prayer a non-negotiable in your life. You know, it is necessary as a Christian. It's breath for our souls. And not only is it good and fitting because God is God and he desires relationship with him, but it's also going to transform us to make us a better student, a better friend, a better roommate, to help us to be more charitable and to witness Christ to the world. So my friends, as Father Mike said it, magnify, you know, you are worthy of God's love. No matter what the past has looked like, no matter what the present looks like, that God desires to be a part of each one of our lives. And he desires you to keep on doing what you're doing, as Father Mike said. You know, study, hang out with friends, play sports, go on road trips, but do it all with Jesus. He wants to be a part of your life on Sundays and every other single day. And your heart longs for him. Your soul thirsts for him. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost.